following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to a Tip of the Cap podcast brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the long-awaited return of Tip of the Cap podcast. I am Coach Jaws, and I am here. I am back. First and foremost, I'm going to apologize. Uh, I had to take some time off here to kind of collect myself, clear my head, and bring back the drive to keep going with Tip of the Cap. Not that I was losing it. Uh, I just needed to take some time off and kind of just enjoy my summer, uh, the end of the summer there, and just refocus and re-energize myself. Uh, Obviously, if you guys pay attention to my other stuff, I have a lot of balls in the air right now uh, between Hats, Tats, and Stats, which which goes strong year-round and is now ramping up for the NFL football season. Once again, uh, obviously, I was playing ball all summer. I also have Common Debauchery going strong. I just started uh, a new uh, podcast with Austin Kelm, uh, aptly known as the Stat Man on Hats, Tats, and Stats, and the Quote King on this new show called The Producers, where we just basically sit down, talk about, and quote some of our favorite movies. Uh, I'm also, other things I got going on, I'm a co-host of the Network Sports Talk Show, which is me and four other people from the BICBP Radio Network, who are we are, as you heard at the top of the show, a big part of, uh, and every last one of you is a big part of that with us. Um you know, we it's five of us just talk once a month. We sit down and we talk about the ins and outs of pro sports from a non-league or team-specific standpoint. Uh, on top of that, I was hired as a part-time on-air radio host out in a, a small station out in Lockport. Uh, you can hear me on Saturday mornings out there. Uh, I also do production. I got to work production on some of the Niagara Power baseball games this year with my Saturday morning co-host James Burns calling the shots out there. I'm actually working on getting James to come on the show with me to kind of talk about that and uh, that aspect of things. I've got some other people lined up to talk about, uh, to talk baseball coming up here. Anybody who wants to come on is more than welcome. Uh, But this one is going to be your standard non-interview, probably 20 to 30 minute episode from me. Uh, Some other big news I have coming down the pipeline. Um... I can't, I'm, I'm not ready to announce yet, but there are some big things in the works, uh, some big steps forward for me professionally and personally. And yeah, uh, I got a couple couple of things that I'm waiting to hear back on and you know, just a lot of exciting things going on. And I just needed to take a step back. Uh, and while everyone was finishing out their baseball season, um, I decided that was the best time to, to be able to take a step away from one of the shows for a little bit just to kind of free up some time for myself as well and here we are we are back it is september teams have been picked fall ball is underway and it is getting to that time where we as coaches are looking at our players and for our players to do something in the offseason to get better 
Uh, you've heard me talk in the past, if you are a longtime listener of the show, of the weight training side of things, the non-baseball training side of things. Uh, there is never enough that can be done in the weight room. And believe me when I tell you, you will thank yourself later in life for building those habits at a young age. I can tell you personally how much I wish I dove into that more in my younger years um, instead of waiting as long as I did. And when you build those habits later in life and you have something happen, uh, if those of you know me personally, about three years ago, I had a severe medical, um, we'll call it an incident that almost put me out. And it took me on the shelf, put me on the shelf for about a year and a half after getting things uh, set up, regulated and put uh, back in place. And I've just struggled ever since to kind of find my footing again in that realm, in the fitness world and the training world. Uh, I do still work with individual players and so on and so forth on those things and help them because I do have the knowledge. I learned a lot in my time in gym ownership, personal training, uh, and being a dual certified trainer and strength and conditioning coach. So I do help people with those things. Uh, I just finding the, the get up and go for myself sometimes has been tough. Uh, and those are things that I am currently working on dealing with and hopefully coming out of the other end, bigger, better, better, and stronger. Um, and that's what I'm here to talk to you guys about today. Not so much the specifics of training, uh, or maybe it is more specific. This one is a little going to be a little bit more specific. Um, it's that time of year when everyone's looking for individual training, individual coaching, um, whether it's working with a pitching coach, a catching coach, a fielding coach, a hitting coach, whatever it may be. Um, I'm here to specifically talk about the actual hitting coach idea. Uh, I am of the firm, firm and honest belief that right now we live in a world where there are two types of coaches and a third type of coach that a lot of people want to be that aren't. Um, so there is a, there's a batting coach, there is a swing coach, and then that third part is a, an actual hitting coach. The I'm, I'm going to break them down for you guys a little bit. And there's a lot of people out there right now who are swing coaches um, there. These are people who have learned from watching videos, reading books and expanding their knowledge that way. Um, and what these people are and what these people end up doing is they end up teaching kids to swing in ways that look really, really good on video. Uh, it looks really good when you break it down. And it like when you're set up on a in a controlled environment off a tee or off BP, front toss, short toss, soft toss, tee work, even off a machine in a cage, it looks really, really pretty. Uh, you know, you can repeat it over and over and over again, knowing where the ball is generally going to be, what you're working on, and where you want it to go. And the downfall to that is a lot of times that doesn't translate to on-field success. I think we've all seen it, a kid that looks really good in a cage or, I mean, and you can even put the, put it up there where you say he looks really good off a tee and really good off short toss and front toss. And then you put him even off a machine where there's a little bit more velo or uh, it, the ball's moving and it's not necessarily just laid up to be hit and the kid struggles. And then he goes outside and he's facing live pitching and it's trying to throw the ball past him or get him out. And he struggles even more. 
Uh, and that's because you know he, he's got a really pretty swing, but he doesn't necessarily know how to hit. Then on the other side of the, the, that coin, you have your batting coaches. These are the guys that will go in and talk to you about your approach and what you're looking for. And, you know, you can hear hunting fastballs, you can hear, you know, own the inside of the plate, you can hear, you know, inside out swing and be on the plane and all this other stuff. But they don't necessarily teach you how to do that again in a game and they don't teach you how to compete with those things. And then they don't always necessarily work with the swing itself to fix some flaws that might be consistent with what's going on in a game. Um, so something that would look like this, in my opinion, would be a kid that goes up, knows what he's looking for, knows the pitch that he's looking to hit, and when he gets it, he can't handle it. Um, you know, and it you know or. He, when he knows the pitch is coming because you're telling him, hey, we're working outside today, go the other way, that's great. But then he gets in and, you know, say he's looking and he say he's right. Say he's looking for an inside pitch and he's right. And it, it But the problem is the pitcher misses and it's outside. Well, now because he was looking inside, he was right for what was called, but the pitch missed. He's throwing you know an inside swing on an outside pitch and he fillets it or he drops the barrel to get out there and – or potentially because he doesn't know it's coming, he's not reacting to it, or his swing isn't put together well enough to be able to put the ball where he wants it. Um, you know, where the swing coach, the kid who's got a swing coach, the swing will look good, but he has no idea what he's looking for or how to approach it because the ball's not on a tee or the ball's not set up just floating in from an underhand front toss or an you know a seated overhand short toss. Um you know, or you know, or even just standard batting practice, and I think that you you lose a lot when you go to one or the other. Uh, I think they both have their benefits, as you know, as you can tell from what I just said the last couple minutes. But you definitely lose something, and I think the best way to go about this is to try to find a hitting coach. Now, the difference between a hitting coach and a batting coach, and a hitting coach and a swing coach, is nothing, except they do both. So they can teach you mechanics of a swing. And now I'm going to sit here and tell you that there are certain things, in my opinion, and from the school that I came from of hitting that need to be in a close or similar position across the board. And outside of that, the rest is kind of up for interpretation and comfort. Um, you know, one of the best hitting coaches I ever saw, I ever had myself was a 17 year pro named Rick Lancelotti. You've heard me talk about him. You've heard me told the story on this show. Uh, Rick used to tell people, listen, if you can shove the bat up your ass, stand on your hands and hit 500 for power, who am I to change it? But when you start struggling and that stops working, that's where I come in, you know, and you got to start looking at things that you're potentially doing that could cause you some issues that could cause you some problems. And one of the things that I thought Rick always did a great, a fantastic job doing, and, I, and he still does to this day, is it's never a bunch of super intricate, insane things. It, it, it's building on the curriculum. You know, it's building on what, okay, so day one, he comes in, he sees you, and he gives you one thing to fix. And your entire job between then and the next time you see him is to work that thing, and then you take the next thing. So say you have a young man who is struggling to who's struggling with rolling over. 
Okay, so he's he's getting to contact, and his hands just flip over the top in front of him, and he just rolls over on everything. Tops it, pounds it to the shortstop or the third baseman if he's a righty, second baseman or the first baseman if he's a lefty, and just can't get out of that. So Rick will look and say, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're Like, we're going to do this half hour. We're going to work on, and again, I, I say Rick would do. This is something I would do myself. Uh, again, coming from that school and coming from, his learning process, you know, we're going to work on just that finish and where the, like where you should be. And we're going to do drills and different things to teach your body what it should feel like when you do it right. And then from that point on until the next time you see him, it's okay. Now we're going to see how that goes. Okay. You're doing better at it. Now we're going to take the next step. And on top of all of that, it's going to be how to do this in a game. Uh, one of the best things I ever saw uh, be taught to somebody is, you know, we, we all talk about your, you know, finishing through contact and, you know, some, some people call it the power V to the pitcher. Some people, you know, call it the, you know, throwing the Frisbee, throwing the bat, you know, just that, that, that finish toward the pitcher. Well, you know, when you start talking where the ball is pitched, it's really finishing straight out in front of you. So when it's an outside pitch, you're not necessarily toward the pitcher. You're more toward the right center gap. If it's, up and in on your hands you're you're finishing as much inside as you can or uh, sorry as much down the middle as you can but you're still going to be more away from the pitcher and more toward left field and expanding those things and you know using a concept that like listen this ball is on the tee it's right down the middle it's right down broadway you extend through it toward the pitcher great well in a game that's not always the case so how do we like once we get good at it, then we take it to the next step of saying, OK, now this is an outside pitch, inside pitch. And then we work them together. Now, then we say, OK, now you got to do it on a curveball. Now you got to do it on a slider. And now you got to do it thinking, not knowing which one's coming. And now you got to do it thinking about the count and what you might be doing. And that is the difference between a swing coach slash batting coach and a hitting coach. Uh, and there, there's a lot of that that can be seen you know, through a lot of different positions, uh, you know, when you have a pitching coach and you're throwing bullpens and your catcher is just set up down Broadway and you're just throwing belt level fastballs, then belt level changeups, then belt level curveballs or sliders or whatever other pitch you might throw. And then you get in a game and it's like, how come you can't hit your spots? Well, because you've never been told to, you know, you can't just throw, you know, pump pitches down the middle and then say, okay, uh, now it's time to hit something, you know, paint a corner, you know, put it on the black and you can't because you never tried. You never, you ne- never knew how, um, you know, and, and some of that is, does your coach catch for you? And, you know, when you're set, like for me, if I'm working with a kid who it's first time brand new, like, listen, we're just pumping down the middle. Like, I want to see what you got. I want to see what it looks like. I want to see how it rolls. Once you get better and once you get more acclimated and understand how to use yourself and your body, well, then we're going to roll to inside, outside, up and down. Because you have to be able to know how to do it. And then uh, one of the things I like to do with my with both my hitting lessons and my pitching lessons are work in some type of competition, work in some type of challenge for these kids, uh, you know, and it can be anything from a game of like, hey, if I if I got a kid who, who I know can just pull the crap out of the ball, but anything outer third or even outer half, he struggles and I want to get him more toward the middle of the field. Like, hey, here's the deal today. You got 10 pitches. I want six of them to hit the L frame or go past the L frame in the air. Um, you know, and that's, that's something that challenges the kid to handle the bat and put the ball where he wants it and correct himself in the process, you know, and there comes a point of, you know, a lot of times you see 
hitting or swing coaches over coach and batting coaches under coach. And I think, you know, you're, you're hitting coach and I'm not sitting here tooting my horn by any means. Please, please don't say I don't know everything. Uh, I learn more and more every day. I actually just bought a book uh, by coach Matt Deggs on the recommendation of Ben Hafner, who played for me at Lancaster and then played at UB and then played for coach Deggs at the, uh, at uh, Sam Houston state uh, down there in Texas. And you know, just learning more and more and more every day. And I, I like, I am not the end all be all. I've never claimed to be the end all be all. And I, everything I know, I learned from somebody. I didn't wake up one day and just say, I think I know stuff. Like I know I used to sit and listen to anybody and everybody who would ever talk about anything. Uh, you know, when I, I never threw a slider as a pitcher, I was always a, a big curveball guy. And, you know, I got the torn muscle in my arm to prove it. And so I sat back and learned uh, when I when I had a kid who was struggling to throw something, I was trying to work something different with him. I walked up to somebody who knew more than I did and th- who threw a damn good slider in John Barbario and said, hey, John, how do you throw a slider? Teach me if I were to teach if you if I were to come to you for a lesson, how would you teach me to throw a slider? And he walked me through it. And when I have questions, I go to people who know more than I do. And I think that's one of the things that gets lost in a lot of these things is the ability to learn is great. You know, and I just said I, I bought a book. I bought a book and it's a, it's more of a strategy book. It's more of a culture book, uh, than it is, you know, teaching mechanics, anything along those lines, at least not that I've gotten to yet, but you know, it's one of those things that when you read from a book, you, you don't have the ability to ask questions. One of my favorite parts of this book that I'm reading is the fact that I have a young man that I has become a colleague of mine at this point that was a player of mine years ago. Uh, and on, he was one of the kids that the he was actually the first kid I stuck my neck out for as a high school coach and just said, you know, I, I, I can text him and say, hey, break this down a little bit more for me. Um, you know, one of the things that that's talked about early in the book is uh, when when Coach Daggs does uh, recruiting, he looks for OKGs, our kind of guys. You know, the guys that are going to buy in, the guys are going to buy into the system, buy into the team, buy into the brotherhood, buy into the family. And that's a big deal. You know, when you look in other sports, you look at, um, you know, look at football. If you're from the Buffalo area and even if you're just an NFL fan, look at Sean McDermott. You know, he he said time and again, every time a, a big free agent hits the market, the the fans, the media are like, oh, my God, you know, big, you know, he'd be a great, great addition for the Bills. Great. Addition. You know, he's he hits a soft spot in, on their team. Great. And then he goes elsewhere and he's got locker room problems or he's got an attitude or he's in the news for something. And, you know, Bill, the Bills and McDermott have have built a culture of their kind. It's, it's about getting it's not about getting good people, but it's about getting the right people. Um, you know, and I have the ability while I'm reading this. I had a full fledged discussion with, you know, with Ben about this. And, you know, as a guy who lived it and was there and was considered one of Coach Deggs's OKGs. Um, you know, and the ability to talk and ask people questions. And it's one of the things that it's one of the reasons I started this podcast uh, probably two years ago, two and a half years ago now. Uh, I know I just hit the three year anniversary of Hats, Tats and Stats' or, origin. So this is probably about a, a half year to a year later. I started uh, Tip of the Cap. So, you know, I, it's the ability to talk to people and learn and expand your knowledge base beyond what you think you already know. And I say what you think you already know. I hope somebody hears this and calls me out and says, I think you're friggin wrong, Jaws. I think you're incorrect. I think you're off base. And here's why. And I want to bring them on and talk about it. I want to bring them on and I want to sit here and have a conversation and talk about it and learn. And if there's something that I can learn from that conversation, I'm going to have it. And I believe there's something to be learned from every conversation you can have in this world. 
And that's why interpersonal communication skills and the ability to have a conversation is so, so, so important. If you're an athlete and you're looking to play in college, pay attention. Pay attention. Because one of the things that you need to understand is part of playing at the next level, part of playing in college, is the ability to talk to your coach. It's not the ability for mom and dad to call the office or write an email. It's you. It's walking in, shaking the coach's hand, and having a conversation with them, having a conversation that maybe you don't want to have, having a conversation that maybe might be tough, or maybe you don't want to hear the answer to a question you're going to ask. But that's part of learning. That's part of growing. That's part of being an adult. Uh, and that's something I think we need to enforce more at younger ages is the ability for kids to say how they feel and what they feel and say, hey, I don't like this. I didn't approve. I, I don't understand this. It can be that simple. Um, you know, the ability to communicate is one of the most underrated things in today's society, in my opinion. And that's because what do we do? We pull up our phone. We type up an email. We pull up our phone. We type up a text. We send a Facebook group uh, message. We we slide in someone's DMs. We create a burner account and we try to troll people on Twitter. We don't talk. We say our point. We say our piece. We say our opinion, and we walk away, or we just continue to drive the point home. And then we end up in these echo chambers where everybody that that we surround ourselves with uh, agrees with us, and nobody challenges it. And if anybody does challenge it. It's like a pack of wolves surrounding a buffalo to take that person down because how dare you challenge me? One of the reasons I started this podcast was to challenge things. Uh, one of it, I said earlier, was to have conversations. And it, honest to God, I have talked to people and learned more in the couple years that I've done this podcast and you know, than I had almost in 10 years of working in travel baseball. And I learned a ton back then, but this has taken off and taken, taken me to places that I've talked to people. I never thought I'd, I'd, I would be able to talk to college court coaches, former pros, um, pro coaches, guys that are going to be in pro systems in a year or two, you know, and like learning about things like tech, different technology, different readings, different, you know, adding the new age to the old school that I learned from, because I learned from a very, very old school way. Uh, and I'm going to, I'll be the first person to sit here and tell you, you don't need to have played pro ball of some level to be a good instructor. And that doesn't automatically quali- quali- uh, qualify you to be a good instructor or a good coach at the same token. Neither does reading a book, neither does watching a couple of YouTube videos. Um, the ability to coach and to instruct and to teach, I think is something that is in and of itself an innate ability that is hard to teach. It's hard to teach someone to be able to teach. The people who can do it are fantastic, and those are probably the people in the upper echelons of any uh, any walk of life that needs teaching done or instruction done. Um, but I, uh, I've gotten a little bit off base here, a little bit off track. But um, yeah, I, I mean, part of what I did here and part of what part of building tip of the cap was to kind of challenge things. And if it if I've put out an episode that one person has heard and said, "Huh." Maybe I should make an adjustment to this, or maybe I should change that. And I don't care if, you know, you never even remotely want to consider admitting it. But if anything on this, if, if you learn anything from this, then it has done its job. Uh, and that being said, I want anybody and everybody. My door is open. I have three microphones, hopefully a fourth coming in later on today after I get it fixed and looked at it, why it's not really working and been on the fritz. And I'll, I, I will have a roundtable discussion here at my kitchen table until I find a studio or recording space for all my stuff. And 
get it out of the way and b- before it costs me, uh, you know, some nights on the couch with uh, the the mess that my kitchen slash recording studio is. My door is open. I want anybody and everybody who wants to come on and talk baseball from the lowest levels of Little League to the highest levels of collegiate summer ball and anything in between. And guys from the pros, if you are a pro player and you want to talk, if you are, uh, I know I've talked to Chris Quitzer a few times about coming on and taking, you know, and talking about the unconventional road he's taken to play uh, professional baseball. And, you know, different guys from any level that want to come on and just talk the game and tell their story. I am my door is open. If you want to challenge something I've said or done, come on, let's go bring it on. Let's do this. All right. You want to challenge something I said today? You want to challenge something I said and you know, said or did in the baseball world? Let's go. All right. Let, let's let's talk about it. I'm, I'm down. I am open. I want to get down to the nitty gritty and I want to learn. All right. I have made I have made mistakes in my day. I have made errors as a coach. I've made errors as a player. I've made errors as a person. And it is time to open this up to a full wide gambit of anybody who wants to come and talk baseball. And all you got to do is reach out. You can find me on Twitter at tip of the cap pod. You can find me on Facebook. Just type in tip of the cap podcast. This will pop up. I'm 99% sure of that. And, you know, of course, anybody out there, if there's any way, shape or form, I can help uh, that I can help with questions, comments, concerns, uh, players who are looking for pitching, hitting, fielding instruction, anything along those lines. Uh, if you're looking for help in the weight room, if you're looking for help in the gym, call me, text me, reach out, find me. I am here and I'm willing to help in any way I can. Um, and that's going to about wrap it up for this quick, heavy hitting episode of tip of the cap. Hopefully I will be back again next week and we can keep this train rolling into the off season and find more gooder and better things to talk about. Uh, I will finish up by going back to my initial point and talking point here. Uh, make sure you, again, and I've said this about fitness. I've said this about, um, baseball coaching and instruction in the past, make sure you vet who you're letting your child work with. Make sure they know what they're talking about and make sure you know what you're getting and what you expect of them and what they expect of you. Open the lines of communication early and keep them open the entire time. And if you find you're with somebody you can't communicate with, maybe you should take a look at whether or not you can, you know, you should stick that out. Um, And, yeah, that'll do it for Tip of the Cap podcast. Again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Tip of the Cap is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Go to the podcast tab. Go to sports. You can find Tip of the Cap, Hat Stats and Stats, the Network Sports Talk Show. You can also find any of our other awesome podcasts on there. You can also find all of us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get your fantastic audio, sweet, sweet loving from. And uh, that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time.